Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of a songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, thank you. I appreciate you listening. Welcome to the podcast, Songwriter Connection. I am Dave. And of course, you can find us on the socials, and I hope you'll do that. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you can't find it under uh, Songwriter Connection Podcast, look for my name. It's Lenahan, Dave Lenahan. It's like lend a hand, but you drop the Ds, L-E-N-A-H-A-N, and you'll find us out there. Like us and, and subscribe, if you will. If we're not friends on the social, let's be, okay? Um, we are in season three, and this is episode six already, so we're tooling right along, and we're getting really close to that 100,000 download mark, which is really a milestone for our humble little podcast, and I have you to thank for that, for spreading the word and getting it out there, so thank you so much. Another great guest uh, today, a guy I've been really wanting to spend some time with. You know, I've been living in Music City for coming up on nine years, and what we love to do most, we're, we're into the songs. It's all about the songs, right? So we go to the various songwriting venues, and we discover new music and new writers. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love hearing, as we've said in the past, uh, songs performed by the people who wrote them. These little three, three-and-a-half-minute um, masterpieces. And it takes a lot to get on stage and share uh, those babies with other people, so I always appreciate that. And I'm always discovering new people, or people that have been around that I should have known that I'm almost ashamed that I didn't know. And our guest is one of those people today. Uh, I'd go to a round and I'd hear a great song and the uh, artist would say afterwards, yes, a song I wrote with Bill DeLuigi. Or or they'd start the song by going, Bill DeLuigi and I were talking about this idea and this is what we came up with. And I was like, man, I got to run to this Bill guy. He's, he's something else. Uh, got to get him on the podcast eventually. So, um, But very recently... I had a chance to see him for the first time. There's a little pub around the corner from where I live in Hermitage called the 12 Keys Saloon. They're a uh, a beer joint with a music problem, as they call it. And I first saw Bill there perform. And um, again, I'm like, yeah, like where, where have I been, right? Everybody knows this guy in the town. And he absolutely was worth the way. He blew me away. And uh, since then, I had a chance to play in the round with him one time next to him and uh, see the genius up close. So let me tell you a little bit about Bill DeLuigi, okay? Over 300 cuts. Uh, and I imagine by now that's a short. It might be an old bio. <laughs> it might be like four or five hundred by now. <laughs> but uh, cuts from like Lone Star's uh, Richie McDonald, um, Blessed Union of Souls. Uh, I was very familiar with them in Cincinnati. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Great rock band. Yeah, they really are. Uh, a Covenant Award winner. And that's uh, equivalent to Canada's Dove Award. Same as the Dove Award here. Yeah. Yep. Song you wrote with Judy Pastor, right? Actually, it was, yeah. And Sean, and a guy named Sean Spicer, who was not in politics. He was huh? just another Different guy Different Sean, Sean Spicer. Spicer. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, Judy, of course, a, a past guest in season two. So if you haven't heard Judy's, check that out. She's got great music. Also a Juno Award nominee. That's, again, a, that's like the Canadian uh, Grammy, right? Yeah. Um, you've had songs in films and TV. I'd like to talk to you about that. Uh, we've talked in the past about sync and how that works. Um, really impressive is Grand Prize Song Contest winners of the American Songwriter Magazine in 2012. That's quite an honor. And the uh, CMT NSAI Song Con- Contest in 2013. Yep. They just don't give those out. That's 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 amazing stuff right there. They're pretty picky. <laughs> They're pretty picky, yeah. So um, I was listening to uh, Bill's record, Pennsylvania Avenue, this morning's most recent in and, um, and here's my impression. I think, and I don't know if this, if I heard this somewhere or for coining a new phrase, I'd like to think we're coining a new phrase, but I must say that I think Bill is a song painter. 
And here's what I mean. Uh, he uses words and melodies to make his stories come to life. And his canvas is your mind, right in between your ears. And through those words and melodies, that picture is painted, and you feel like you're just a part of that story and observing what's happening. And th- that's a rare talent. It really is. He's a songwriter. Songwriter is what I like to say, is because he's the kind of songwriter you listen to and around. If you're a songwriter, and you go, dang, <laughs> if only, right? I'm gonna go home and chop up all my guitars. So. <laughs> Anyway, Bill DeLuigi, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you bringing your guitar, your music, your talents to the dining room table. Good to have you here, man. My pleasure. Good good to be here, Dave. Good to be here. Good to have you here. We always like to start with a song. So would you start with one and then we'll sure. talk about it? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just play the song and we can talk about it after. It sounds good to me. All right. It's a song I wrote with my friends, Chantel Ogden and Markham Stewart. Take a back road Not caring where it goes Just because you can Did you ever press rewind To the best days of your life Knowing you're a lucky man Did you ever watch the sun rise Over the mountains or the coastline This is your life Hard play hard, one heart, fifty stars. It's about us, so raise your hands up. Big city, small town, we're all country proud. Sing along to the great American song. Have a dream big and try on your mama's boots. Then somewhere down the road, find dreams of your own catching up to you. Aren't you glad that you're living free? You can be anything you wanna be. This is your life. This is my life. Work hard, play hard, one heart, 50 stars. It's about us, so raise your hands up. Big city, small town, we're all country proud. Sing along to the great American song. It's more than fireworks in the sky. The anthem or the stars and stripes It's who we are way down deep inside This is your life, this is my life Work hard, play hard, one heart, fifty stars It's about us, so raise your hands up Big city, small town We're all country proud Sing along to the great American song Yeah, sing along Great American song 
Bill DeLuigi on the Songwriter Connection podcast, The Great American Song. To me, it's a song of unity. No matter where you're from, country, city, whatever, what kind of music you like, we're all Americans, and uh, it's about uh, about that, right? Yeah, actually, what happened was we were writing with a, a friend of mine. This was We probably wrote this in probably 2010 or something, a guy named Markham Stewart, mm-hmm. who at the time was had a duo called Ackland Park, and uh, I think we were writing songs for his record. And Chantel happened to be in the living room, and it was an American Songwriter magazine or <laughs> something. I don't know if it was American Songwriter. It was some magazine that said, The Great American Song Contest. Uh-huh. And we thought, wow, why don't we write The Great American Song? So yeah. that's, how, that's how the title came out. This song has been used in more things than any other song I've ever has had. It? Yeah. So it's been in, uh, it was featured in Heart of Dixie a few times, a show on CW Network. Great. The Heart of Dixie. It's been in sports events. It pops up everywhere. It popped up a couple weeks ago on Fox and Friends. Somebody oh. used it for a feature. Uh, it just keeps, it's the gift that keeps, keeps giving. Keeps on giving, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. As they say. And for us listening too, so it's, great. it's a great song. Yeah. Thanks. Let's talk a little bit about you, Bill. Uh, from the Philadelphia area originally, right? From the Philadelphia area. Uh, was up there. And was in the rock, really in the rock and roll end of things. Mm-hmm. We had a big rock band, and we were kind of regional. We had a producer in New York City. We cut tracks up there. We played all in the Northeast, mm-hmm. and um, came close to a record deal, but never got one. So that had, that all crashed and burned in the, around the turn of the century, and uh, that began my path to Nashville, so to speak. You got here like '05? Did I read? I got here in '05. Mm-hmm. Yes, I started visiting in '03. I had a friend up there who was big in publishing in Nashville. He passed away this year. His name is Jim Femino. Jim Femino, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a great... Great songwriter. Great guy. Mm-hmm. And a great guy, yeah. We miss Jim. But uh, he would do these little things, kind of what, like what they do here in Nashville. Like uh, on a Sunday, you come over, you know, from noon to five or something, and they'd have pizza and snacks, and we'd talk about the craft of songwriting. Love it. And uh, so I started doing that stuff. And at some point, Jim said, you know, if you really want to try, I think you have the ability to write songs for other people, which I never tried. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had always just written songs for the bands I was in. That's a different concept. You used to write for you and your band, and now all of a sudden, you got to think about other people, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't sure that was something I was interested in or mm-hmm. how that all worked. But, you know, I had all these songs, and I... I'd written songs since I was a kid, so I was like, well, let's try it, you mm-hmm. know? So eventually Jim talked me into coming, and uh, he. so in 03, he, you know, he said, oh, why don't you go down like once every three months, I'll help you out, give you some people to write with, and and that's what I did. Uh, I did that for two years. And then, Went down writing with folks. And, and then after two years, I decided to make the move. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Kind of the same thing with me, and I've heard that story. So, But you've had a lot of success. Um, you really grew as a songwriter. Um, you had, did you have to learn new concepts coming from, from, well, you know, in, let me backtrack just a little bit and say, you know, we've talked in this show of the past about how I hate, uh, putting people into genres. Right. Right. And, and, but you've written for all and all types of music. Pretty much. Yeah. So did it really change, uh, how you structured your songs, uh, coming here and writing for this new audience, so to speak? It did. Uh, you know, of course, when you're in your hometown and you have a really big band, you know, rock band, and you mm-hmm. think you're really great, and you know your songs are the best, and and then you get here and you're like, oh wow, 
when people start listening to your songs <laughs> and they start pointing things out and you go with a critical ear with a critical ear yeah. uh, and with an ear towards commercial music right. and for can that, we make money on this can thing? we make yeah. money and also are there enough people that might want to say that in particular because mm-hmm. it didn't matter when you're writing for your band you're like I want to write a song about that orange tree because it's so cool. And you're like, okay, well, it's your band. Like, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So it did change the way uh, I started trying to learn, you know, learn how to write songs and going to, you know, I remember going to uh, places like NSAI and, oh, B- yeah. and BMI. They would have uh, Jason Bloom's seminar at BMI. Then they'd have a publisher night at NSAI where... Everybody would bring us a, a verse and a chorus in, and the publisher would, you know, listen to it and pick it apart, tell you what was what he thought was working or she thought was working or wasn't working. And I never took those things into consideration, so I just mm-hmm. I just kind of absorbed it. And I went out, like you said, I went out to writers' nights and I heard some like really amazing songs. And I just saw, like looking at other people's processes and how they put things together, mm-hmm. and it opened my mind, you know, and, and it gave me more tools. I think. This town will definitely do that to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's it's about tools to put in your toolbox. It's yeah. not about rules. I mean, I used to, at first I was taken aback. Like, well, you're telling me I can't do this and I can't do that. They're just giving you guidelines. And once you learn all that, you know when you can break the rules on purpose and uh, make something interesting. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so it did, yeah. To answer that question, it really changed mm. uh, Especially the lyric end of it. Yeah. What do you think is the most valuable tool that you, you've got in your box? Um, well, gosh, there's so much stuff. But I think I try, really try. There's a couple things that are key with me. Be honest. Not not fabricate as much as possible. Even if it is a fabricated story, maybe it's something I've experienced. You know, Maybe it's characters I know have mm-hmm. different names. Uh, so try, try... Element of truth, right? Try yeah. to tell the truth. Try to... Try to and be honest and be gut level honest and not be uh, fairy tale saccharine about things like how things really work out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do. I think description is pretty important. However you paint the picture, however you decide to paint the picture, to make sure there is a picture. Oh yeah. For me, anyway. Because yeah. I want to know. I want to. I want to be there. I want to see it. I want to smell it. I want to taste it. Um, and your songs do that. Let me say, uh, thank you. they really do. They really do. I strive for that. I read something in uh, American Songwriter Magazine, an article about you, about your philosophy of making music. A lot of times today, you know, <clears throat> the publishers or you get together with guys in the right and you're like, who are we going to write for today? You know, um, we're going to write for this specific cause. And your philosophy, philosophy seems to me more about um, writing a good song. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to find its home. Am I right? Is that- I think we try <clears throat> to write. Yeah, we try to. I mean, this is cliche, but, yeah. but it's true. It's everybody... We try to write the song that's in the room. Mm-hmm. So in the room, yeah. You know, I've been hearing so, that a lot lately. So, yeah. like, you know, if I'm writing with a female artist or a male artist for that matter, uh-huh. and they're making a record, the first thing we'll do is talk. Like, what's going on in your life? Are you in love? Are you happy in love? Are you stupid in love? Are you <laughs> angry in love? Did you just break up with someone? Uh-huh. What's going on in your family? Like, we try to sort of tap into whatever we're really feeling, uh-huh. and then that that. Like people go, wow, that's real, you know. Wow, I can feel that, you know. So that's that's an important thing, and of course, to write the best song. I mean, we do, we are pitch oriented, but mm-hmm. it's a mistake to to go, you know, especially for example, if you're going to be writing for, I don't know, for Jason Aldean, 
And Jason okay. Aldean has his own publishing company, and he's got mm-hmm. guys that work there. So anything you're going to hear that Aldean's already done, yeah, that stuff, they're probably going to write that. So yeah. a lot of times the, the, the gatekeepers and the producers will say, Send me something that's so left of center you never think of it for Jason yeah. Aldean, you know, or so and so. So sometimes you just write a really great song that's like way left, and they go, "I'd have never thought to write that." Uh-huh. So yeah, writing the best song is better than because they already have all that stuff. Now in that article I read, I don't know if this was your words or theirs. They said the philosophy was about writing first and money second. Okay, uh, that might have been. Yeah, I think that was it. I think uh-huh. that was mine. Yeah, I, that's what I used to ask people. People ask me like, uh, people say, and I get called up all the time. You know, hey, can we go to breakfast? My nephew just moved there. Uh-huh. You know, and wants yeah. advice on songwriting. Yeah, and that's the first thing I say is like, well, if you had your choice of, like, if somebody said you can have all the money you ever going to need, and there's only one condition, mm-hmm. you can never write a song. Yeah. So let me know if, if you can if you can say I take the money, then you probably need to find another profession. If you say I couldn't take the money, that kind of weeds them out. That is a, a that's a really good point. Yeah. Other, do you have a passion for this? And obviously, you do have that passion. I do. I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't not do it. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think. Yeah. Well, good. I want to hear another song. When we come sure. back, I want to talk about, so you want to be a songwriter. Let's, I'm going to talk about the you know, like a typical day in the life. Okay. How you schedule your stuff and how it's done. Uh, so, uh, But if, if we can first hear another one. Let's do it. What you got there? Well, coincidentally enough, the song's called I'm Ready. So right. are you ready to be a songwriter? Are you ready? This is... There's a lot in this song that's about, it could be about songwriting, it could be about finding a career in the aerospace industry or being whatever you want to be, but this is kind of the, this is kind of the way life goes. I spent a lifetime reliving all my yesterdays. Slipped off every lifeline straight into the arms of my mistakes But I swear I'll find forgiveness If this old haunted heart will let me Well, I'm ready Yeah, I've been the toast of this town Been the joke of this place I've watched the boot heels of my friends kicking dust in my face But my wounds have turned to scars and my hands and my aim are steady And I'm ready So take your shot, give me what you got, ain't nothing I ain't seen before This time around, I won't back down. Bring it on, then bring a little more. That hurricane I heard was pouring steady. It's time I let it go and break the levee. And I'm ready. If life gave me a dime for every time that it threw me off course 
I'd put up a million on a shore bed I'd get back on that horse Find redemption where the sun is setting I've had dreams of a land of plenty And I'm ready So take a shot, give me what you got Ain't nothing I ain't seen before This time around, I won't back down Bring it on, then bring a little more That hurricane I heard was poor instead This time I let it go and break levy Oh, and love will never let me run on empty Even if this world's out to get me Well, I'm ready Well, I'm ready, I'm ready, yeah. Well, I'm ready, I'm ready. Mm, ready. Bill DeLuigi sharing songs around the old dining room table in the Songwriter Connection <laughs> podcast. I am ready. You know, so many times this song where you sit down and we're trying to find that elusive hook or to write to, and then you get something as simple as I'm ready and, I'm ready. and make a great story out of it. That's just fantastic. That's genius is what it is. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> that's kind of the life of a songwriter, everything mm-hmm. we're talking about there. Um, yeah. Sometimes you're the toast of town. Sometimes you're the joke of this place. Yeah. And the elevator goes up and the elevator comes down. It comes back down, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you running with a publishing company at these at I this am. time? Uh, talk a little bit about that um, and how that works and, okay. and who are you with these days? So I'm with a company called uh, Lucky Sky Music. Lucky Sky. And uh, they opened up in during the pandemic, right after the pandemic, January 2020. And I was the first. Great time to start a new business, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. I mean, uh, a friend of mine, Kirsty Manna, who hit songwriters. Oh, yeah. Didn't she write what was she it? She wrote Austin, Austin. Yeah. Blake. And she oh. wrote uh, Big and Rich. She had one with Big and Rich. But, awesome. Uh, awesome writer. She, I had been, we had been friends for years and um, written a lot of songs together and had some songs recorded together and movies and, and artists. And uh, she said, man, if. If I ever get to a position of publishing, I'm gonna you're gonna be the first writer I sign. And sure wow, enough, that's high praise. They did, and, and in March I was thinking. I kept asking March, "You guys gonna do this? April, you guys still gonna do this?" Because that was, nobody knew what was going on right then. You yeah, know, in 2020, yeah. mm-hmm. they said, "Yeah, we're doing it." So um, yeah, it's been good. We've had a we've had a, a year and a half now on this this particular one. We got you know we've had some films, had lots of small cuts, probably a hundred mm-hmm. uh, films. We had got. Um, Craig Morgan cut coming out. We've got uh, a lot of good stuff on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It's been a good couple of, year and a half. Yeah, is there uh, as you see? Because I know you've done it both ways, self published and yes. writing for a publisher. Is what, what do you feel are the advantages either way? Um, well, both ways, you know, have their things. Now, if you're if you're writing for a publisher, then you have a guaranteed income, like you can count on so much money. You get a draw, right? You get a draw cool. against what you earn. So mm-hmm. you can, you know, it's a, like a little bit of a relief. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and the, the, the good thing about that is, uh, you know, you can get better rights because uh, everybody's, you know, That's right in the it. same community and right. we're all trying together to get, to get cuts. So uh, they can be helpful in that way. Um, if you don't have a publishing deal, then the conversely, because I've had 
I've had both. So my first publishing deal was with a good friend who was the same situation, Melissa Belea. She had a great little company called Rhyme Partners. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was independent, and she signed me, and we were there for four years, and we had some good success. And then I was independent again for three years, and I went to Lucky Sky. Um, the thing about being independent is you retain all your publishing. Yeah. So if you can, you know, so I've got several catalogs now that have different ones. Some, this person owns a piece or that, and right. some I own myself. So you retain all your revenue. So if you have enough revenue to get by, then you don't need to give up your you know, half of your revenue. You know, listening, um, wherever you are, car, home, computer, uh, if you're not familiar with how songwriters are paid, it's, it's simply this. There's, uh, there's two halves of the pie. There's the publisher, the publishing set, and then the songwriter. And um, the publish, <laughs> publisher uh, gets 50% of that. Yeah. So it, I think I've read somewhere it's like 9.1 cents per play or per, uh, if it's sold, it's called mechanical. Right. <clears throat> like a, on a CD or record, which people aren't buying a lot of these days. Right. But publisher takes 50% of that. And then if you co-wrote the song with one other person, you have 50% of that. Exactly. So, um, and that, so that's the, the disadvantage. If you don't, if you're with a publisher, they're going to take their publishing. Right. Um, if you're independent, you get your publishing. And there are all kinds of stories that you could find out there of lucky songwriters that were in the right place at the right time. The artist wanted the deal. They said, is there a publishing uh, contract on this? No, I have my own publishing. And boom, all of a sudden you're getting 100% of the pie. Yeah. And if it's a big song and a big record that ships a lot of songs, boy, that could be, that's a big payday, isn't it? Significant. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I just wanted to explain that further. Let me ask you this. With a publisher now, do they set up writing appointments? Or you still set your own appointments? Um, both. How does that work? It's um, both. It's both. Um, yeah. So they all set me up some, and, mm-hmm. and I'll set up some of my own. You right. know, I've been doing this so long, and have been used to being independent for a, a lot of years. That mm-hmm. there's certain ones I'll I'll go back to, especially for film and television. Oh, sure, I bet. Yeah. Are, um, you know that, that I constantly get action in mm-hmm. and stuff like that or, or writers that I really like or artists that are always end up recording my songs. Oh yeah. So we do it both ways. That's good. Yeah. It's good to write with the artist today, isn't it? Oh yeah. Most, I'd say, uh, I'd say 85% of the cuts I ever had. Yeah. Probably written with the artist and the other 15 were pitched from the same outside. Here. Yeah. yeah. Same here. It's good if you can get in the room with a, with a, an artist. Yeah. Uh, one Absolutely. That, yeah. One that's really going after it and has the talent. So that's what we all try to do. Yes. And there's, guess what? There's a, here in Music City, there are a lot of young, talented people that come in every single day, right, Bill? And that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the talent level just keeps going up and up from what I can tell. Yeah. I mean, wow. It's yeah. something, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Anybody like that that you wrote with in the past that just blew you away and. and um, there was a, let's see, yeah, there's been a lot of people that I wrote with along the way that, mm-hmm. I mean, I, Walker Hayes was one. Walker Hayes. But, uh, wow. Fancy was, like, you know, here's a guy that was a 20 year overnight success. Right exactly. Yeah. He, he worked so hard. He really did, didn't he? And I was the first time I wrote with him, we wrote a really great song called I Didn't. Wow. And, uh, I was like, this guy is just really talented in a, in a fresh way. And he was in between, you know, he had been on the radio and then it was kind of mm-hmm. like nothing was going on. And then yeah. he blew up, you know, I wrote with Maddie and Tay back, way back before they did anything. And yeah. uh, now they're very successful. They also went through the thing where, were they going to keep going or not? And then yeah. all of a sudden they did a Carrie Underwood tour or whatever. And now they're, they're back. And uh, 
Well, times you just got to stick with it, right? Yeah, you, yeah, it's up and down. Yeah, you know? it's up and down. It's like I'm ready, like the song. You know, you have to make up a determination. You're going to do it, mm-hmm. and you don't know which way it's going to go. Are you, you ready? Know? But is that song available? Is it out there? Uh, yeah, actually, I wrote that with Mason. I forgot to say Mason mm-hmm. Douglas. If you know Mason, Mason who just got a Kid Rock cut. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago. Good on you, Mason. Um, that song was recorded a couple times. It was recorded by a woman named Simone Reyes, and she's got a really, she's got a big following. She's like a vegan activist in California. Oh, okay. And it's a really odd story. <laughs> Simone was part of the hip-hop culture. Yeah. She worked for like Def Jam and wow. uh, Comp, wherever there was in Compton and all that stuff. She was in the hip-hop industry for years, uh, working inside, not as an artist, and in the back office. And then... Uh, but she always had a love of country music. So recently, really? she wanted to do a country record. So she recorded the song. You can find it out there under Simone Reyes. Check it out. It's a great video she did. And somebody in New Zealand cut it too, but I don't know how available that one is. Now you say New Zealand. I also saw you've, you've had hits in Australia. I have. Uh, tell us about that experience. And you traveled and played in Australia. I have, you? yes. Yeah. Australia is got- a great, great, uh, great place. I... Went there for the. I went there a couple times. I went there in like an '08, I think it was for the first time. '07 or '08, and went back another year and uh, met a lot of good people over there. Um, started writing with some of their artists. Uh, there's basically one record label over there for the country, ABC Records. ABC, huh? So then, once I started getting one or two songs recorded, when I came back home, they would ABC would send me all their artists. Oh, nice. So I had several, several cuts in Australia. I had two hits and uh, a That's lot great. of cuts. And wow. It's a great place to go. I mean, I, I'd love to yeah. go back there. It's a, it's a long drive. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I've got a really good friend here that was also on the podcast in season one, Michael Saletta, that we write with a lot. Oh, yeah. Michael's such a talented guy. Yeah. And, uh, trying to get here permanently, but right now he'll come for a few months and have to go back home, and then it comes back. But just a great songwriter. So what a cool experience. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear uh, another song, and then we come back and we talk a little bit about some of these sync and TV and sure. film, Absolutely. because that is a very lucrative market these days. It seems like all the songwriters are chasing sync. Absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about that. We can also talk about alternate tunings, probably. Huh? <laughs> you know, I use uh, Drop D a lot, of Drop course. Drop D is a lot, yeah. But I use uh, Dad Dad a lot. Which is D-A-D-D-A-D. Wow. And, uh, you know, the less options you have sometimes, the better it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but sometimes you know? a, a different tuning gives you a different feel and a different mood and, a, you know, different ideas, you know. Flows, you know. Right, this, uh, since it's Ash Wednesday, yeah. I'll, play, uh, I'll play this song. It's called We See Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I wrote this with a couple of hit songwriter producers, uh, Billy Montana, uh, who wrote... Suds in the Bucket, and oh, yeah. um, also Phil O'Donnell, who has just a, a ton of hits. Awesome. And I don't know, we just got together one morning, and this song came, sort of just took over the room. We see homeless, we see addiction. Look down our noses Right past our own condition We see color We see race We see religion How would it be 
we could just see Jesus We see hatred We see division We see justice Through the bars of our own prison Blinded by Walls of pride around our vision How would it be If we could just see Jesus In a stranger See Jesus in a neighbor In the way we love each other Like a friend and like a brother Oh, what if we could see The way he sees us How would it be if we could just see Jesus? We see hopeless, we see hurting, we see hopeless in a future that's uncertain. We read all the words and read all the verses. How would it be if we could just see Jesus in a stranger, see Jesus in a neighbor, in the way we love each other, like a friend and like a brother? Oh, what if we could see the way he sees us? How would it be if we just see Jesus how would it be if we could just see Jesus that is one of those songs we're going to talk about it with Bill D. Luigi our guest on the Songwriter Connection right after this short break our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Awesome. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Well, I'm so glad you joined us. Once again, Bill DiLuigi is our guest of the Songwriter Connection. And Bill, that was a fantastic song. Thank you, you just see Jesus. And you wrote that with Billy Montana? Billy Montana. Big and, writer. And Phil O'Donnell. And yeah. Phil O'Donnell. Uh, 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 I've seen him before. He's another. He's also a producer, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He yeah. produced a ton of Is that Phil Billy? 
Yeah, Phil Billy. Phil Billy, everybody calls him. (laughs) Those are some great writers there. And I remember when Billy Montana was an artist um, playing him on the radio back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had a couple of record deals. Yeah, he he sure did. And uh, some really, really good songs. Yeah. How about that one? Is that relatively new? Is that one we can hear? Find it anywhere? It's not. It hasn't been cut yet. We got a couple people that talked about cutting it. And uh, actually, I'll I'll see those guys tomorrow. I'll Mm -hmm. find out what's going on. Yeah. But uh, we had a couple. They better pick it up, or somebody else is gonna, right? I hope so. (laughs) What I think the vision would be cool if like a bunch of country artists did it, and everybody sang a line. (laughs) Yeah, like a "We Are the World" kind of thing. That would be awesome. You know, it's needed right now. That song. So yeah, uh, you never know. Put us in the room. You and Phil Billing in 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 Montana writing that song. Put us in the room. So what? Actually, this was about our first office. Uh, Lucky Sky uh, was over at the old firehouse. So it's um. On Second Avenue, it was built in like 1890. It's mm. a really cool old fire station, wow. and we had the whole second floor up there. It's real high brick uh, walls and ceilings. Anyway, we uh, what happened? That's uh, a long story. So me and Billy, I, I just I just have to interject because I, that's my brain. I'm scanner brain. Yeah. When you say Second Avenue, that's where the explosion was on Christmas yeah. a couple of day, years ago. Oh yeah, was that building hurt in that? Or? No, we no, were not. We not were all the near. way up at Lafayette. Okay. Uh, so we're yeah okay you were pretty on the other side on the other, Way side. other side okay anyway i digress i just had to <laughs> no <in> worries <laughs> so we were having uh we have this little zoom bible study and it's it's a bunch of guys like that in music business and uh mm-hmm. phil said something about yeah if we could just see jesus so like i texted phil after and yeah. i'm like hey can we write that and he goes billy montana already texted me <laughs> it's like he's like well i guess the three of us will have to write it oh boy so you know when a good idea if you're if you're a good songwriter your antennas go up write that down there's a note for you you know yeah. like always put it idea. in your phone put it in your phone oh, yeah don't go oh i'll, I'll remember later don't, yeah don't do that like four days later you're going uh, God, it was a great idea. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> right, right away, write it down. Do it right away. Yeah. So, so we just, uh, you know, we sat down to write it. You know, I always say a little prayer before every session. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, man, it just it it just came into the room really fast. We just tried to get out of its way and get it right. Oh, know? that's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them. One of them. Yep. Wrote it in ten minutes. No, uh, <laughs> but you hear that a lot. Yeah. It was probably about ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good session. Yeah, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. I know it. There's a lot of times you sit in that room, you do a lot of co-staring. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we changed it. You know, we didn't change a word of it. No, at the end, we didn't go back and rewrite anything. It just kind of came out, and that's rare. Didn't change an and an if or a but or you know. Because I've always heard, uh, and there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of great songs are. Are rewritten, yep. not writ- written right. But when they're when they come out like that, and you you look at them, and there's not a thing you want to change. Yeah, man, that's a song. Absolutely grateful for that. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear another one. Sure. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah. Let me tune this thing. Sure. We're allowed tuning on this. <laughs> Songwriter Connection podcast, by the way, it publishes every Wednesday. We do it two two o'clock in the morning, Central Time, Nashville Time, and uh, we do that so you can have a cup of coffee in the morning on uh, Wednesday and hear the new podcast each and every Wednesday. So this one we are uh, we are definitely recording on um, Ash Wednesday. Uh, it publishes though on April the twenty seventh. So. We hope that you're enjoying it, and we hope that you'll spread the word about Songwriter Connection. Bill DeLuigi is our guest. 
So this song, you know, I've been writing songs for other people, and then I decided to, it's almost three years ago, do my own little record, and mm-hmm. uh, I know you have a copy of I it. I do, It's yep. called Pennsylvania Avenue. It's Great record. It's a street I grew up on. Uh-huh. And it's available everywhere, and uh, so it's all songs I wrote by myself that it all had some kind of, most of them are just true stories or had some kind of meaning to me. And uh, I happened to be on this reality show uh, about four years ago that never aired. It ended up not, the pilot never got taken anyway. Ah. It was one of those things, and Lisa Loeb was involved, and Sister Hazel, a bunch of alternative 90s bands were involved. But anyway, I was one of the contestants, and uh, I had just found out I wasn't, you know, I was eliminated from the thing, and I was sitting in a park in Muncie, Indiana, and it was raining. And there was all these wet blackbirds flying around. <laughs> and this is kind of the song that came out. It's on the record. It's called it Blackbird is. Wings. Ooh, ooh, na na na. Ooh, ooh, na na na. We left a long line of days laying in the sun. The blackbirds came and stole everyone. Now I can't find my way back to you. What am I gonna do With these blackbirds in my head Blackbirds in my bed Pecking at my heart with a vengeance Did I mention, did I mention How I hate to hear them sing Nothing brings me down like blackbird wings Ooh, ooh, na 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 Sugar salty kiss, the letters of your name, the words I set free and the ones you couldn't say are flying at the window that I shut in my brain and I throw it open every time. Till there's blackbirds in my head, yeah, blackbirds in my bed, pecking at my heart with a vengeance. Blackbirds out of tune, blackbirds by the moon, scratching at the stars in heaven. Did I mention, did I mention how I hate to hear them sing? Nothing brings me down like blackbird wings. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Blackbirds in my head, yeah. Blackbirds in my bed, 4-20, 24-7, all those blackbirds out of tune, blackbirds by the moon, scratching at the stars in heaven, did I mention, did I mention how I hate to hear them sing, nothing brings me down like blackbird wings. Hate him. <laughs> How do you feel about Paul McCartney? <laughs> if you notice, I did a little Beatles tribute. You today. did? I did notice that. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> In the key of Blackbird. It's, it's just really awesome. I want to talk to you about uh, sync and film, too. Sure. But first, I've got to ask you, you talked about the album uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. Listening again this morning, and there's a song that just rips my heart out. And I've got to ask you about it. Um, uh, Jenny from Mountain City. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a really true story. It um, is a true story. It certainly is. And, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it was a friend of mine who I had lost touch with for uh. many years, and I and I found out later that this had happened to her that her neighbor, who was strung out on drugs, um, came over and Jenny was trying to help the neighbor, and the neighbor decided to rob Jenny. Uh. And, uh, you know, that's what happened. It was on 2020 and all that. It was a big national case. Oh, boy. Yeah, sad story. Uh, she was the sweetest person. Uh, mm. So sweet and would do anything. She, you know, it's all true. Every word in that song is true. Mm. Yeah. I encourage you to get the album and listen. Uh, and, um, you know, um, so you understand what we're talking about. It is very well written and, uh, and a very poignant story. Yeah. True story. Maybe we can even... Talk you out of playing that later? I hate to put you on the spot. I probably don't know the words of that one right now. And that's okay. <laughs> but I've been known on this show to ask for songs that people are ready to play. No worries. So I apologize. That is my bad. And people don't realize when you write um, hundreds of songs, you know, in a year, uh, they pile up. And every now and then you just got to take some time and look through and go, boy, yeah, I got to learn that song. I should, because you don't always know and you can't memorize them all. Uh, unfortunately, even though they're all your babies, um, you just have to take stock sometime. And Absolutely. the ones that stick with you that you like to play a lot, you know, those are usually the ones, there's a reason for that. You if know? you can remember all your songs, you haven't written enough songs yet. <laughs> I've heard it that said that way. There is this uh, double-edged sword with songwriters. There are the kind that have to have all their lyrics on the uh, on a, either on their phone or on a music stand. And then there are ones, uh, and I kind of fall into this uh, philosophy that, you know, I... I, I, will, I may fall in love with a song that I've written recently written, Bill, and, and uh, want to play it all the time, but I, re, I refuse to do that until it's really stuck in my head and that I really know how to play right. it and get through it and perform it well. Um, and um, and then I've had people go, well, oh, it's, so I don't ever use a stand or, a, you know, because my philosophy has been if I can't play it out and do a good job, it's not ready yet, you know. But then I've had people go from the other side, well, maybe you just aren't writing enough songs, man, brother. That's your problem, you know? So I see both sides of it. I really do. Uh, so lately, every now and then, I'll pull out my phone, and uh, we put everything on Google Docs. So I just pull up that. I'm just, it's there just as backup. <laughs> you know? And then again, you know, if you write a song with a female artist called I Hate My Boyfriend, you're probably not going to sing that out of the right song. <laughs> That's so true. I've been, I've been writing a lot with a, a young artist, too. I absolutely adore her name is Dakota Danielle. Maybe we'll get her on that show uh, sometimes she is just something else and we wrote a song again and it's a song I love and I want to play it out but it doesn't make sense for a guy to sing that song you know, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but yeah I know how you feel now you've had a lot of success writing for songs on um, movie in movies and and in uh, film and TV yes and that's a whole different area of songwriter that, that writing that a lot of writers are pursuing these days that is we it's sync for synchronization um, and there's money in that huh? and that pays right away you don't have to rate the royalties they negotiate that and boom and you get your check right? well you do get a yeah, uh, usually get a fee up front mm -hmm. and then the performance royalty comes later when it airs yeah um, but the um, I came into it really just accidentally kind of I started uh, when I started out I was uh, this was one of my independent times and uh, uh -huh. I was working with a couple of artists who actually were in 
a couple of movies and then they started to use their songs in the movies and I oh, saw cool. what that paid and I was like, Ooh, I like this. <laughs> I need to I need to research this more. Mm-hmm. So I did. I tried to, you know, get on the inside and learn and take seminars and meet people and do everything I could do. You know, I did instrumental music and I did, uh, you know, I was the, there's not as many placements for country music, although they're out there. Uh, it's more other genres, you know. And uh, so I just studied it over the years and made some connections and uh, with some different TV shows and uh yeah, I still do a lot of that. I have a couple coming out this year. There's a new Tell movie, us about it. Uh, there's a new movie called The Author coming out, and I have uh, three songs in that one with uh, an artist named Ashton Brooke Gill. Mm-hmm. And then there's a new Left Behind series coming out. Uh, it's called, this one's called Left Behind, The Rise of the Antichrist. So it's like the rapture, the middle of the rapture. Uh, the I remember... Um, it was really big. The guy from uh, Kirk, Kent, Kirk, Cameron. Kirk Cameron did yeah. the original mm-hmm. ones. So yep. it's it's a follow-up to that. And I've got uh, three songs in there with an wow. artist named Ella Hart from Canada. Wow. And uh, yeah, I still still get quite a bit of that stuff. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. Active, active with that. Very good. Well, uh, we're running out of time, but I'd love to hear one more song, Bill. And, sure. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for my, spending some time with us today. And My pleasure. Opening our eyes a little bit as to the world of a... Publish songwriter. Back to that drop D again. Back to drop D. You're just taking that six string, which is normally any, and dropping it down to D, and it gives you that nice swampy sound. So this song is... I know you'll relate to this one, Dave, or anybody that ever took a guitar, and that's all you wanted to do, and you took it in your room or in the basement, or if you're... You were a singer and you just used your hairbrush microphone. And oh, yeah. It's kind of about that. Jammed in the basement with a Fender basement amps. Smoke sticking to her clothes. You could smell the carpet was damp. Long-haired blue jean band of misfit souls The hometown refugees of rock and roll Our teenage hot-wired hearts beat so hard it hurt Tried to find relief but nothing much worked Played our first gig like it was the Hollywood Bowl On the kick drum it said, Refugees Rock and Roll And we'd play all day and all night long It was all like one long song We did it for Peace and love and to change the world We did it cause we didn't make the team to get the girls We did it cause the volume was the only thing we could control The joyful noise of the refugees of rock and roll And we play on and all night long It was 
night I walked to the bandstand in Echo Park It all came back like a long summer kiss in the dark For a minute I let that memory swallow me whole Like a shipwrecked refugee of rock and we play all day and all night long It was all like one long song And we play all day and all night long It was all right even when we got it wrong And we play all Shipwrecked refugee. <laughs> that's wonderful. Shipwrecked refugee of rock and roll. That's right. And aren't yeah. we all? And I love how you throw the riffs in there because you know, that's what it's all about when you got your first electric guitar. How many riffs could you learn? Oh, you know, yeah. These classic songs. You kidding me? So you brought it right in there. That's awesome. Where can we find Bill DeLuigi music and more on, on you, my friend? Okay, so there's uh, all, you know, it's just my name is on Instagram, same Bill DeLuigi, D-I-L-U-I-G-I. It's Irish, right? That's Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That little tip with a boot in Ireland. Yeah. And um, yeah. then it's um, on on Facebook, it's just Bill DeLuigi. There's a Bill DeLuigi songwriter page on Facebook, but yeah. I don't maintain it. Okay. And then there's a website. with a website. With yeah. my name also, right. BillDeLuigi.com. So Great. Check I'm it out. the only Bill DeLuigi in the world that I know of. So. hope you've discovered, if you've not uh, discovered uh, Bill before, you have now. And I hope you'll check out that music and check it out. Well, that song I was telling you about from Pennsylvania Avenue, about Jenny. Uh, from the mountain. So uh, good stuff. Bill, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. Great to have you there. Great to get to know you a little bit better and have you on the show. Thank you, Dave. It was my pleasure. All future success your way, my friend. Big fan. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.